Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today we're so excited because we have Bissam Amit here from Zishe. So Bissam and I actually know each other from a long time ago back in CAE. So um I've been following his journey and Zishe's journey for a while so we're so excited to have him on board. So Bissam is the managing partner of Zishe that operates uh, across six plus verticals and in four regions UAE Malaysia Toronto and New York um so he's here on the show to tell us a little bit about Zishe and how they're involved in the startup ecosystem so welcome to the show thank you thank you very much for having me that was a long intro there's <laughs> there's a lot more to say so but I'll let you do that no, thank you it's, it's a pleasure being here awesome i've known you for so long it's yeah. it's, uh, it's good to be here and and speaking about this Which yeah. I'm really passionate and excited about as you guys. Yep. Great. Um Zishe is a, a collective mm-hmm. um where we work with uh, governments, global brands and startups to help them ideate, commercialize and tell a story. Okay. So that's the best way I can introduce ourselves. Okay. There's so many things that can be done mm-hmm. by so many of us and you know it's always difficult to you know combine things mm-hmm. together. Yeah. just like how you and I are we have varied interests mm-hmm. sure you know we could love to play guitar and the same time you know go to the gym we mm-hmm. could be very good at in you know, analytics skills mm-hmm. or something else mm-hmm. so we're a combination of things we're not you know you're not linear yeah um so so it becomes difficult to put yourself into one bucket and say mm-hmm. this is what we are and this is what we do mm-hmm. so there comes the term hybrid mm-hmm. okay right? it's a hybrid philosophy okay. hybrid thinking it's a term that my co-founder termed Mm-hmm. hybrid thinking and how to take multiple facets of different things in life apply to business and take it forward. I think you've trademarked hybrid thinking we have, as yes. well, right? <laughs> you know it. Yeah. You trademarked hybrid thinking. Yeah, trademarked okay. and service marked uh, back in 2004. <laughs> That's awesome. Really? Yeah. Okay. So can we say hybrid thinking yeah, in this yeah, podcast? Yeah, by all means, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loud that. <laughs> so awesome. so explain the hybrid thinking methodology. Sure, by all means. I think it ties in really well with uh, why the term came about and why we felt the need to uh, trademark the service market. Um we set up in uh, 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind that the internet came to the UAE in 1995. Mm. This four years after the internet had come to the UAE. Uh, and at that point starting out to sell digital services to somebody and to tell them listen stop doing your brochure and now come on to something called a CD-ROM or a DVD <laughs> yeah. or an interactive disc or yeah. a website. I mean, a website was too early for 1990, 2000, maybe mm. 2001, 2002. Yeah. Uh, but in order to do that, it was difficult to tell them what we do. Mm. Our trade license back in the day was called New Media. Okay. New Media essentially is New Media. Yeah. We had no clue how to classify it. Yeah. Right. So we spent a lot of our time educating people. Mm. So you can imagine it was 90% educating and then 10% was our close rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to get some work. Very yeah. difficult as a startup. Very difficult mm. to be able to sell your service in a new emerging forget technology yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um actually we me and my dad launched a product in like 2001, 2002 which was an online classified site. Mm-hmm. Very similar to like what Dubizil does now. Right. But uh, and we were giving people the opportunity to register for free but like they were like oh we'll fax you right. uh the details and yeah. even then like it was so hard for them to understand or grasp that this might become important uh yeah so it was so i can imagine oh, how yeah. hard it must have been for it's you it's crazy it's all about timing right yeah oh, like, yes. for sure so so back in the day when we were try to convince we realized that we were doing something else as opposed to what we were telling them we were selling mm. we were telling them we were selling them a website mm-hmm. a design 
you know, interactive disc or a CD or something which is visually, uh, you know, oriented or directed. Uh, but in reality, what we were doing was the underlying work, mm -hmm. which was identifying the strategy, identifying what they do, helping them distill what they do into something very simple, you know, um, and Defining making something simple. Yeah. Making something simple is very hard, mm. yeah. very, very difficult. Mm. While we were doing that, we couldn't sell that as a service. Mm. And that's when hybrid came into being. Mm. Which is, this is what we do, which is a combination of all of these things. Yeah, okay. because people don't want to pay for thinking. They just want to pay for the end product. That's correct, it's, yes. it's something that... Uh, it's changing now. But yeah, yes. yeah, it's definitely changing. But I think, I also think that the thinking part is probably reserved for the McKinsey's and the Bain's and the uh, Accenture and all of that, who are now getting into the doing part as well, which is interesting. But I think that people were okay with paying them for thinking, but not Correct. agencies for thinking, which is Correct. something we're still educating people so about. So in our, in our pitch, our second slide in a pitch mm -hmm. deck, when we go and meet anybody for the first time, we have, uh, we have three things that come up. Mm -hmm. We're not an ad agency, mm -hmm. we're not a web development studio, mm -hmm. and we're not McKinsey. Mm -hmm. Okay. The three things okay. that we, we identify and we say. And people mm -hmm. are like, what on earth do you mean? Why are we sitting here with you? Mm -hmm. Again, take back to hybrid thinking. So we say, we define who we are not, mm -hmm. and by that we define who we are. Okay. So we, we say, we will thought partner with you. Mm -hmm. We will identify what you need with you and mm -hmm. help you to craft what you call a typical RFQ. So what it is, mm -hmm. write the brief with them. Mm -hmm. And as we craft the brief with them, mm -hmm. say there's a 10-point brief. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll say three of these, our collective will do. Mm -hmm. Seven of these, we will help you find the best. You know who are the best are? Mm -hmm. The McKinsey, the mm -hmm. Web Studio, mm -hmm. the Digital Marketing Agency, the and yellow. so on and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Of course, of so course. Across the board. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it is taking a different approach to mm -hmm. solving a problem. Yeah. It's coming on the client side or being with the ideation. Mm -hmm. okay. Rather than coming up with the execution, so it's coming okay. with the idea. So it's more like strategy. Yeah. with strategy. Yeah. Identifying what's to be done. Right. Usually mm -hmm. is your first step. Yeah. Yeah. For anything. Absolutely. Yeah. What is super it, important? What do you want to achieve? What is it that we should do? Then let's get to doing it. Yeah. yeah, but shouldn't the marketing and product and tech department of a company define their strategy? Why do they need? I'm playing the devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. I know why they need it, but I, I would like to hear from you as well. Why do they need Zishe to come in and work on the strategy? Why can't the internal team do it themselves? Sure. It's a very good question. Um, we get asked this question uh, from a different perspective as well. Mm. Why Zishe to begin with? Why mm. should we associate with you or any, anybody else? Mm. Um, and our um, response to that is we understand three things really well. Mm. And that's by practice. We're practitioners. We're not consultants, typical consultants who say, you should do this in business. And they've never done I'll that in their lives. Off, no, yeah. they've never done it mm. themselves. They've had a corporate job mm -hmm. and they tell you this is how you should be a startup. This mm. is how you should grind. This is how you should right. do this. Mm -hmm. right? So the three things are business, mm -hmm. technology, mm -hmm. and design. Okay. We live and breathe these things. Okay. So we run our own businesses. Mm -hmm. We use technology as a means. So we use it, irrespective of what the technology of today is or of tomorrow emerging tech. And design. Design is not just visual design, but design thinking. Mm -hmm. right. The combination of these three, taking it back to hybrid again, mm -hmm. yeah, the intersection of technology, business, and design mm -hmm. is where we are, okay. is what we do. And that's where we'll play. Mm -hmm. So when somebody needs to define something, you said marketing department, mm -hmm. product, you know, it could be any department. Yeah. They're usually already siloed. Mm -hmm. The yeah. fact that they're departments, that they're already siloed. Mm -hmm. Now that department 
as a product department will only think about it from their perspective. Features, yeah. Sure. Features or whatever it is, you know, mm. uh, product is king. Mm -hmm. For marketing, marketing is what sells the product. You know, yeah. for operational support, IT, they're like, because of us, everything is working. Yeah. So we're coming in the intersection of all of these three. So yeah. we can talk the language of all three. Mm. So we'll make mm. friends with product, with marketing, with strategy, and we'll come mm. in and say, Let's craft something which works for you, for you, and for you, mm -hmm. yeah. and then take it forward. I mean, usually that's the the executive role in a company, correct? Right? Like yeah. uh, how to uh, marry these correct. different departments and synergize and make something that is correct. Powerful yeah. outfit, yeah. Yeah. Most of the people that we work with, mm -hmm. our first step mm -hmm. is induction, mm -hmm. not the other way around. We okay. work with a paint manufacturer. We work with a cinema chain. We work with whoever government you know entity. We tell them, take me on board right now and my team. As mm -hmm. if we've just joined you and mm -hmm. doctors in your company. Okay. okay. Take me through where the coffee machine is, where the washroom is, where do I get lunch. Mm -hmm. I understand the culture. I understand the dynamics. Mm -hmm. And I say I, our team understands the dynamics. Mm -hmm. And we understand their product like they do mm -hmm. from all different perspectives. Sure. Okay. So I will become an employee from a marketing department, then from a strategy department, then from something else, then mm -hmm. across okay. the board. Yeah. We understand the product. Okay. I mean, can you, can you imagine from my side, just being, you know, um, blessed to be able to do that gives mm. me so much knowledge in all, all of these domains. Absolutely, yeah, you for learn sure. so much just for by sure. being inducted. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a job with every client. Yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm learning, and then yeah. I can help them. Yeah, yeah. you're learning Take about a new industry, a new ways of working. Yeah. Okay, so you started back in '99 as correct. a new media company. That's correct. What happened next? Sure, I'll, I'll take you through the journey of yeah. 20 years <laughs> okay. uh, in possibly like uh, a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, and I'll fast forward quite a bit, mm -hmm. all right? So 99, 2000, um, real estate was still not yet ready mm -hmm. for our office mm -hmm. space. Dubai Media City, mm -hmm. uh, our building only was ready in 2001. Mm -hmm. So till then we had the ability and, and you know, the option of going and taking an office somewhere else mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and operating out of there. We didn't even know how we're gonna pay. So my, founder, my brother, mm -hmm. which is my founder, mm -hmm. uh, co-founder, sorry, on this, right. is the chief executive. Um, we set this up, took it forward. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't know how we're gonna pay bills. Okay. Uh, we don't know how we're going to pay the rent or the mm -hmm. trade license renewal. Mm -hmm. um, but we just ventured out into the market. Mm -hmm. right? And uh, it goes contrary to what I said, like you need to have a plan. Mm -hmm. yeah? You need to have a direction. Mm -hmm. right. You need to know where you want to like, get to and figure out how to get there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we started um, and we sold. We were salespeople. Mm -hmm. We are just selling, selling, selling the idea of the internet, selling the idea of whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. um, luckily, we... Um, got investment mm -hmm. okay. in the first year of our business. Okay. All right? Now, you'll see how the story goes, you know, full circle, mm -hmm. and how we go, okay, this is wrong. <laughs> okay. It's a learning. Uh, we got investment, and we grew from two people mm -hmm. to 50 people. We haven't finished 12 months yet. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Right? We went from no and office. And in 99. In, in about 2000. 2000. Yeah. So from no employees to about 40 to 50 employees. Wow. Had an HR department, had legal department, had accounting department. We were sitting zero office space, 10,000 square feet of office space. Wow. Yeah, and we're delivering, we're executing, we're learning, we're living the life. Um, we had an exit then, oh. which was a terrible exit. Okay. All right. Mm. And it was, um, I mean, for the lack of a better word, it was a slap across our faces. And it was the best learning that we could have had that early on in our careers. Mm -hmm. okay. to not go after the money, not the funding. It was incidental that it mm. came through, but we took that. We said, let's take this. And the moment you get funded, mm. you lose your company. Mm. You're no longer uh, the captain of the ship. Mm. You no longer can take it the way you want to. 
mm. cannot concentrate on building culture. You can't do this. You have to be uh, answerable and responsible to, to your shareholders, shareholders yeah. investors and whatever. Sure. Okay. Right? So how much of the company did you lose when you got investment? Uh, without divulging too much information, um, we managed to keep the name, the IP, the clients and everything else. Um, and, and essentially what they wanted was a department. So for us to operationalize the business and give them the business so that the company takes over. Okay. That is a department. Okay. okay. The irony in that. So okay. they took it as a department. So we continued. So we had a rebirth. But this was, again, um, uh, I'm very grateful. So you exited one section of your business, basically. No, essentially um, the core, the entire thing, mm -hmm. apart from the two co-founders. Oh, Everything else okay. was okay. gone. But you had the so, name. But you kept the name. We, we managed to retain the name um, and the clients. The clients still continue to, we continue to service them. But you had no people. So you lost your team, people. basically. Exactly. Okay. okay. But then anyway, we, uh, we then moved forward, um, <clears throat> set up again. Now, our building is ready in Dubai Media City. Mm -hmm. We come back in there. We spent 15 years over there. Okay. Um, 15, yeah, we spent 15 years uh, in Dubai Media City in different buildings as we grew. Uh, but then let me just tell you the, the way we evolved mm -hmm. from new media trying to sell internet-based you know, services or solutions, mm -hmm. websites, and then it went into a more interactive-based mm -hmm. uh, websites and digital solutions to interactive CDs. Mm -hmm. uh, we realized that there was an opportunity for getting into um, related businesses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is at this point, we realized that we're, we're opportunists. Mm -hmm. We okay. see an opportunity and we want to make sure we're there to mm -hmm. grab that opportunity. Mm -hmm. We got into 3D animation. Okay. This is the time where Dubai's real estate market was about to boom. Mm. Right. Imar, Nakhil, Dubai Properties, Hydro Properties, you know, name it. Mm. They all needed to show what Dubai would be in mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. No buildings right. were ready then. So we got onto the 3D animation space. We okay. started creating all visualizations that you saw for Imar, for Hydro Properties, Dubai Properties, for Nakhil, and so on and so forth. Okay. okay. Right? And from there... We, we'd always sit with them and say, listen, this is what we're doing, 3D animation for you, but we would like to do something else for you. So let, let us help you rewrite the brief mm -hmm. and let us help you create and curate your sales center experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at one point, we'd worked with every single real estate developer in that year, 2006, right, to create their sales center experience. Now, by, okay. by that, I mean what temperature, what music, What's your experience when you walk in? Who greets you? Mm. How do you close the sale? Seriously? How do you, so it was, it was the entire So thing. you shifted from 3D animation to customer exactly. journey? Customer yeah. journey. There yeah. you go. And back then. Hmm. And the same we did for an automotive uh, company over here. What okay. is the music that's played when you walk in? What's the temperature? How do you greet them? What do you mm. give them? Do you say gahwa? You give them coffee? Smell. The so how, how did you guys get the expertise to do this? Um, as cliche as it may sound, but Steve Jobs had said something, which was, when you're looking for somebody who's really good at something, mm. why do you go out looking somewhere else? Why is it that we cannot be the best in the world at doing mm. something? Mm. Okay. Why is it there only one right way of doing something? Mm -hmm. Why can't we experiment and create the right way or the best way of doing mm. something? Sure. For us, it was learning. Learning okay. was our... So you were so not you, qualified for the job. So you you learned it. on the job. Nobody is ever qualified <laughs> for anything. I absolutely agree with ever. you. Yeah. All right? yeah. I mean, in the, in the last four to five years, when people say, I've done my master's, I've done my bachelor's, I've done my specialization, how many years is that? Four, three, two. Mm. By the time you finish your four, four, fourth year, mm. yeah, mm. that's become obsolete. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think... If not, if not the principle or the, per, the core... The technology, the means of it is already Forget obsolete. I, like I remember when I when I graduated, I graduated in IT in college. Like by the time I 
graduated, whatever I had learned was already 10 years obsolete. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so forget about being current. It's like you have to learn everything from scratch. Yeah, yeah. but I, I actually love that about technology because my background was traditional advertising. I loved radio and outdoor and blah, blah, blah. And I saw the tide turning and I was like, okay, I, I, I wanted to move into digital. I, I went to my bosses and I said, I want to head the digital department. I had no knowledge of digital. Right. I mean, except for being a user, of course. But <laughs> I moved into and I became head of digital department. And the first day I was like, oh, shit, like we need to fix something on the back end of a Drupal website. You do a little bit of research, call the husband who's a tech guy, helps me out. <laughs> okay, fine. You need to be resourceful in order yeah. to figure out technology. Then the next thing that happened was Flash websites mm -hmm. went out. And I was like, this is amazing. Because now the playing field is leveled. Now I don't know more or less than the other person over mm -hmm. there. Perfect. Mm -hmm. We can all learn together. Yeah. That's what I love no, about sure. technology. But yeah, sure. anyway. Go no, on. for sure. Um, yeah. So you were working <coughs> on the customer experience. Right. So, so let me now uh, you know, move forward with this. Mm -hmm. um, 3D animation. Mm -hmm. Then it went into building management, which is how do you get efficiency within buildings. Mind mm -hmm. you, this is okay. 2006. How do you take a Demac property building and identify uh, where they can conserve el electricity? So BMI systems. Completely. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. We went into real estate itself. Okay. Yeah, on, in, in terms of a brokerage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Brokerage. And but then I think everyone was doing real correct. estate then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then again, from a tech point of view, how okay. do you get it on your app, okay. mobile, mm. um, and then you can sell immediately online? Okay. Because back in the day, you had no restrictions of you know your land department or something. Sure. Yeah. You could sell and, and buy literally over a phone call. Yeah, uh, in 15 you could. minutes. Yeah. So again, it was a, a tech angle to it. Okay. And how do you, you create that? While we were doing all of this, um, we realized that we were doing with our clients the thinking and the strategy more than the deployment. And we mm. were charging for the deployment. Okay. We were charging, what, what was the invoice? The invoice would be web design. Mm. What did we do? We literally created the entire backend support system mm. for, for example, um, a government entity over here mm. or for a cinema chain. But mm. what do we charge for? Web design mm. right. or web development. Mm. Came, came a point in um, 2007, mm. we we're like, okay, enough of this. Mm. We, we, we like literally shoot ourselves in the foot and say, we're not going to do web design anymore. So mm. came, we're not an agency, we're not this, we're not that. Okay. We will provide you this service and we will charge you for our time. Mm. Right. And we've already had a good 10 years mm. worth mm -hmm. right, to be able to say, listen, we have delivered, we have lived, we've gone through it ourselves, we've mm. fallen and we've gotten up, we can help you. Because mm. we understand your problem. Yeah. So we'll help you. Mm. And at that point, we shifted mm. focus to, okay, fine, we are your thought partners and mm. we will charge you for our time and our ideas and not the output. Mm -hmm. So at this point, we started consolidating mm. the 3D animation business, this and that. So Z Shea is the collective. Okay. Zisha & Co. is the brand and marketing strategy. Okay. Zisha Business Strategy or Zisha Advisory is your traditional value chain mapping and so on, so a balance scorecard, traditional uh, mm -hmm. consulting. Then we've got our own independent research and publishing arm. Mm -hmm. Okay. We do so much research for is our clients. Is this backstory? No, backstory is one of the things that come out of the reports. Okay. So our research arm essentially um, does a lot of research for our clients. Okay. At the same time, we're sitting on so much research. Mm. Uh, we want to be able to comment it on ourselves by ourselves and our opinion mm. as opposed to from a paid client perspective, right? Mm. Sure. So it's not a sponsored 
uh, outreach it's or not work or so if we said no this actually sucks we'll tell you this actually sucks we mm. publish it ourselves independently mm. so we, we we publish long form uh, you know journals and reports mm -hmm. on smart cities artificial intelligence blockchain science of happiness and so on mm. and so forth uh, we partner with a lot of people with government entities both local and regional and international mm -hmm. so that's our research arm and, and publishing arm um, the next is our master classes mm -hmm. we realize that we we're sitting on so much knowledge mm -hmm. all right um and we're getting consulting engagements. Mm. And we're doing the same thing again and again and again for so many of our clients. Mm. We decided to turn it on its head and mm. say, we will invite you to come in and mm. we'll teach you the science of happiness. Mm. Okay. Or blockchain. Mm. Not development and not an integrated micro level. Mm. But macro, macro level. level. Yeah. Yeah. How, what are the use cases? How do you deploy it? Mm. Mm. You know, we're talking about uh, CIO, CTO mm. of, of a company, mm. um, you know, 60 plus. Who's mm. not experienced in this Not uh, necessarily yeah. in the coding yeah. part of it. But mm. has enough experience and knowledge to be able to understand how to use it. How to implement it in but their field. take it from me, they will be the first people not to ask anybody or admit that they don't know what blockchain is. Mm. Yeah. That's where we come in. Mm. We have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with them where we can actually educate them on what it is. So yeah. these masterclasses are one-on-one, -on -one. they're not no, like no, no. workshops? No, no, when I say one-on-one, -on -one, it's organizational. So essentially okay. it is with the leadership teams. Okay. It is not training, it is okay. masterclasses. So it is okay. practitioner-led. Okay. You know, we sit with you and okay. we take you through conceptual. Mm -hmm. okay. understanding of it and then we show you live use cases mm -hmm. usually mm -hmm. from there you have a consulting gig that comes out of it yeah because so it's a way for you to as well upsell of course yeah as well. okay. so, so um, I think that's a misconception in the tech world like when you're considered an IT person like Correct. people think you should know everything about IT you know mm -hmm. but there's Correct. so many specializations and the, the field is so vast like so mm -hmm. exactly as you said mm -hmm. somebody who's been in IT for 20 years probably yeah. won't understand what blockchain is at all mm -hmm. Um, and will require that kind of education yeah. or at least a top level overview, yeah. 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 So it was a consolidation of different companies. At one mm. point, we were sitting on nine different incorporations, different mm. companies across different free zones and onshore, offshore. We decided to consolidate everything. Mm. We tried, decided to create our shared services. Mm -hmm. So as a group, we give shared services to, to everybody. Um, now, there's something which happened while doing all of this, the mm. failures, you know, the ups and the downs, and the consolidation, understanding how things work. It was being able to go through that journey yourself, mm -hmm. to be able to show up every single day and learn. You don't learn just by saying, I want to learn. Mm. You yeah. have to be there every yeah. single day, right? You know, trying to do things that are beyond your comfort level, beyond what you know, mm. yeah? and then to figure out what works for you. Today, if I sit here with my partner 20 years into it and saying, okay, fine, you know, blessing of God, we've reached here. Is mm -hmm. because a lot of things worked in our favor. Mm -hmm. A lot of people helped us. A lot of people taught us. Mm -hmm. And we made a lot of mistakes to be able to get here. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it is those that I'm most pas passionate about sharing with people. Mm -hmm. So we mentor a lot of startups. We mentor a lot of new companies or individuals, yeah. mm -hmm. college graduates, mm -hmm. college dropouts, school dropouts who want to go ahead and do something. Our advice is not your traditional and typical advice. It is what we have seen and what we have done and what mm. we were blessed with. I haven't had really had mentors in my company, but I've had so many conversations mm. with other entrepreneurs, which I I find quite similar yeah. to mentorship. When you share these experiences with other people, I mean, you learn so much so fast. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, I think that's one of the uh, things that have come out of this podcast, which we yeah. didn't expect. Because <laughs> it's almost like, it's it's not just the conversation that we have during recording, but it is the conversations that we have before and after right. where it's almost like Ajarkar has its own board of advisors, which <laughs> are the hosts that we've had on the show. Yeah. So um, 
I think people who have been through the grind I, I and of course are passionate about their business and everything I think they have a responsibility to give back and and <laughs> educate people because there's so much crap about yeah. entrepreneurship out there as okay. well you know so um, our whole uh, philosophy with the with the podcast is to have real conversations with real entrepreneurs and you have a point of view about entrepreneurship as well so let's Correct. hear it I think it starts with the word Mm. Okay. You don't like the word. No, no, I, I don't. It's not that I don't like anything. Mm. All right. Uh, my, my thing is how a word is defined mm -hmm. versus how a word is understood in pop culture in mm. general Perceived. terms. Perceived. Sure. All right. Um, entrepreneur um, is almost, almost, yeah, so don't quote me on something. It's almost like a title. Mm -hmm. Would you go around saying, I am a very good person? <laughs> <laughs> or would you would want somebody to tell about you mm. that they are a nice person or a good mm. person mm -hmm. yeah. so an entrepreneur is something that's bestowed upon you for your qualities of what you do mm. what are you you are a person trying to solve a problem yeah. you yeah. have a purpose you have a mission and I am in this field or this field or this field I am a father mm. I am this I am that I am different things right? mm -hmm. but I am not an entrepreneur mm. if you call me an entrepreneur thank you Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. So by defining that now, mm. how I see entrepreneur, uh, mm. an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. um, anybody who has the balls mm -hmm. to get up and like leave everything aside and start something, respect. Mm. Yeah. You've got to be a little crazy. You've got to be extremely hopeful. Mm -hmm. There's a romantic notion to, uh, associated with this that mm -hmm. you think that this is going to work and I will make a difference. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in myself, my wallet, for my family or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you, you are crazy to mm -hmm. believe that this will work. Mm -hmm. So respect, mm -hmm. serious respect. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is, that particular, is the, uh, that particular thing is the only thing which people are left with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've taken the first step. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I'm an entrepreneur. Instagram, social media, you know, this is my life. This is the, what's the hashtag which is very popular right now? Um, today's office. Mm -hmm. or, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like a coffee shop. Coffee and shop. And it's a coffee shop or, and you have perfectly oh. manicured nails like with a laptop and your cappuccino oh, it's a, it's a, or your I'm acai so bowl and stuff. Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. So that's your, that is what people are being exposed to, those mm. who are coming into this. Mm -hmm. right? And that's the ones that we talk, that's the one we want to reach out to, those people who are interested in this life. Mm -hmm. But yeah. what's happening over there, and this is what gets to me, mm -hmm. is that is what's attracting them. Mm. Not the you know, lifestyle, the, 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 the perceived lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> the perceived lifestyle is mm -hmm. what's attracting them because mm -hmm. it seems so sexy. Mm -hmm. All right? But the hard work that goes into it, uh, what I mentioned about showing up every single day, mm -hmm. no matter how bad it is, mm -hmm. is entrepreneurship. Yeah. All right? That's a startup. That's the grind. You put that in, then you can be called or bestowed <laughs> upon the title of the an title. entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah? So okay. you have to give it that respect. Yeah. And you have to earn that respect. Now, what happens usually is um, people like, so I'm going to drop out of college because so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so dropped out of college. I'm going to do this because so-and-so, so-and-so did it. And this is the quickest way. Why should I go through four years of college? Which I said, don't go through four years of college, but you have to do something else to be able to, to get yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Put in the time, put, learn, you know, mm -hmm. be humble enough to learn rather than the other way around. And then they start. Mm -hmm. And then you see them fail mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Unfortunately, the second aspect of this, failure mm -hmm. has been glamorized. Yeah. Rightfully so, but it's taken a different turn now. 
Yeah. <laughs> fail fast, fail cheap, fail good. Fail I mean, often. I, I, yeah. I, I live by that, all right? Mm. But live by its truest definition and by its truest meaning. Mm. Not, I've set up seven companies, you know, I failed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Where did you succeed? Yeah. Not in a company. What did you learn? Mm. Are you yeah. doing the same thing again and again? Most likely, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? We all do that, but we've got to learn and then evolve. Yeah. Sure, right? yeah. So if you see the, those who want to become entrepreneurs or those mm. who want to you know, start something up, they've got this misconceived like notion. Mm. All right? Then those who've already begun and who've like, shut down and shut down and shut down and shut down and start something they're else. They're proud of all of this. They're proud of it. They still don't get the idea behind it. Yeah. yeah. Start small. Let it take time. Mm. I'm sitting here talking to you after 20 years mm. of what I was blessed with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not two years. Yeah. Not two months. Yeah. I try, you know, whatever I can with my influence, wherever, however little it may be, to try to fix that notion. Mm. You know, talking to people, listen, maybe this is not for you and it's not a bad thing. Mm. All right. Um, maybe you work on the product and get somebody on to take care of the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I feel uh, it works so well with my partner mm-hmm. is because he played a role and I played a role, yeah. which is very distinctly different. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. as, you know, trying to work through our strengths mm-hmm. and avoiding the weaknesses. So that like, listen, I'm weak at this, you take this on, you're weak at this, I'll take it on, mm-hmm. which is playing on strengths, mm-hmm. to take it forward. So I'm like, okay, fine. I can't sell, you can sell, you do this. Mm. You can't do this, but I can do this. And that's how you build mm. something. Mm. My end goal and our end goal as Ishe is to build something that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not from an exit point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's not the starting point. We start because we want to start, not yeah. because we have an end in sight. Yeah. All right? sure. We start because we love it. Mm. I start because I love operationalizing them. Mm. I love to see how the child grows Mm-hmm. From you know first week to the first year to the tenth year, mm-hmm. the the evolution and I get to mold and you know direct that journey. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's what I love. So essentially, it's to help people go through that, do that, expect that, as opposed to and I the do exit this, will come. The ex- exit may not come. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, you stumble upon your upon your purpose. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what will happen. Mm-hmm. Anybody who comes and tells you in day one, like I know what my purpose is, or even know what my passion is. Yeah, it's lying. Yeah, your passion changes every day. Yeah, purpose should not change every day. Yeah, right. Mm. But still, even to identify that will take you a lifetime. Sure. Mm. You know, funny enough, like uh, something kind of like that happened to me. Like when I when I started a jar car, like we were first trying to think of ways in which we could uh, market ourselves that right. would be different from ev- any other car rental company. So we saw nobody else was doing video well right, right. You know? mm-hmm. so so we we thought okay we'll do a content strategy mm-hmm. and we will go hard on video content right and um, and our initial plan was to like hire a bunch uh, of video uh, like a big video team and get all these cars out get fancy videos of them and put them up but then uh, because of budgetary constraints i started doing it myself mm-hmm. and eventually le- that led to a passion which was youtube there you, you know go. there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, i mean that's the reason we we are able to do this podcast now as well there are two things you could have done one is what you did yeah. and the other is like this is too expensive i can't do this screw this let's do something else or yeah. burn money or burn or get money from somewhere else yeah. and yeah. try to use that money and try to do it and get yeah. something what happened with what you did you demonstrated to yourself and to your partner mm-hmm. that you have, you know, the passion. Mm-hmm. You will still put in the time and the effort, even if it's not going to show immediate results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second, 
you're willing and you're open and you learn something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You I mean, become yeah. an expert on in that field, in that domain now. Yeah. yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the amount of learning, like initially when I was planning to start this business, I had two choices. I was like either, okay, should I take this amount of money that I have and go and do my master's in, you know, technology right. and stuff like that? Or should I start a business? So we were talking about that and I was like, you know, I think like if I start the business or if, at least if I invest in a business, at least that's something that uh, could pro- potentially give me returns faster or I'll at least learn, learn something, something practical right. For sure. versus uh, going to do my master's. So, I mean, that's the call no, respect. I made. Yeah. Respect yeah. there. Yeah, yeah uh, when we were discussing it because uh, Ijar Kar, like he had a partner on board uh, at the time and we were discussing about investing money in it uh, and him working as a CTO. Now he's the CEO of the company. Um, we were like, okay, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. We'll consider that he has spent that money on his MBA, on, on his master's. Yeah. Did you see that mindset? And it's been much better than... That mindset that. is what is, for me, success. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not looking at like short-term investment loss and, and profit. Mm-hmm. It's looking at long-term. This was an investment. Yeah. You literally yes. took the loss mm. and the way you perceive that is this is my investment in the future. Mm-hmm. We never look at our, our, our P&L, so essentially our books, mm-hmm. are not 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not even 24 months. Mm-hmm. They're not even 36 months. They're what I want it to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I've had a major loss. Mm-hmm. If I were to sit and look at it 12 months and go, oh, crap, it's a terrible year. Mm-hmm. But who says 12 months is your only metric of you know, yeah. comparing? Success, yeah. 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 Why should you only compare a 12-month period? Mm-hmm. Why not a 10-year period? Mm-hmm. What happened in 10 years? Mm-hmm. With all the crazy lows and the insane highs, mm-hmm. where did you end up with? Yeah. Look at it that way. Yeah. So that mindset helps you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to educate and tell people, or like speak as much as possible to tell mm. people who are trying to start up right now. Don't look at it as end of first year, am I making money? Yeah. yeah. Be realistic about can you feed yourself? Yeah. And your responsibilities. Some people can't do it. Yeah. They're not in the position in life or the time in their lives that they maybe they're supporting a family, mm. they need to get a house. Uh, they're not in a privileged economy mm. where mm. housing, healthcare, you know, food is taken care of. Yeah. For example, here. Mm. Yeah. It's not that everything is taken care of. You don't have a job. You don't have money. You cannot be here. You, yeah. You, you know, you have to get out and do some some somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But still, for those who can, mm. for those who have a little bit of a safety net, think of it long term. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something about long long term. Mm. What gives me the most pleasure is walking into Satwa, mm-hmm. going to that barber shop which has been around more than I have been here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How on earth did that person survive 35 years in business? Without any With, VCs or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, beyond that, in terms of rising costs, mm-hmm. he still charges five to 10 dirhams for a haircut or a shave. Seriously? Mm-hmm. All right. How does he still survive and grow? And how has he survived no idea, till date? Yeah. That is the most commendable thing ever. If Money we can take, laundry. you take people, that's another thing. But you take people <laughs> and you show them, look, they have managed to survive. Mm. Yeah. And how they survived? There's a secret over there. We need mm. to identify what that secret is. So did you find out what this barbershop secret yes. is? It is literally no end in sight. It it's- is... I am going to do this and I'm going to do this well. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. it. I, I thought they gave like some amazing shave or something no. like that. No, no, I thought it, it was like rent it. control or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's about... Um, and it, uh, Barbershop is one it's, example. It's failing is not yeah. an option. Barbershop is one example. Cedar Emirates, mm-hmm. your blinds company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been around and they've been leaders in what they do mm-hmm. for over 30 years. How? 
Yeah. No, no, no. You mean the the guys that do curtains and correct. blinds? Correct. Yes. So they were our client. Actually, they've been in business for a hundred and twenty-five years. Uh, correct. Yeah, that goes on beyond with Syria and, and stuff like that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but and family business and stuff. Still no, family business. Still a family business, right? No, but I, but I think uh, when when a company is like like thirty years old. They, of course, they've built something in, like, they obviously got past their first five to ten years, mm -hmm. which are the hardest years, mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. And they've built up a certain base, they've built up a clientele, they've got a reputation. It's, it's a little bit easier to survive than for a company that's just... Like a year or two older. You'll be, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. I mean, people move around so much in Dubai. So oh, you're not ta just talking about Dubai. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But we're talking about a barbershop in Dubai. So yeah. I feel like the loyal clientele is probably not a. No, it's maybe it's your location or you've been mm -hmm. around. There are multiple factors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's to identify what is, what have they done mm -hmm. that have allowed them to survive and grow and continue growing. Mm -hmm. Sure, right? you've got to figure that out, and that's that's the challenge. That's 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 why it's so exciting. Yeah. yeah, if everybody could get that answer, they would be around for yeah. thirty years. Yeah, but they're not. Sure. Yeah, so it, it's that when you see, um, when you see local homegrown businesses which have grown. Spinney's is a brilliant example. Mm. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot to do with... Spinney's uh, is not a homegrown brand, is it's it? It's a homegrown brand. Really? really? Marathi-owned homegrown brand, which is where we are today. Mm. It competes in the same lines of Lulu mm. or Carrefour even, or any of the other international players which are here. Mm. Waitrose. And it's a local... Waitrose. It's bigger than Waitrose over here. Um, I thought Spinney's was an international brand. Really? Yeah. It's local brand. Even it's I didn't know brand. that. No way. It's a local brand. So how do they do it? Mm. That's what we've got to identify. Yeah. Mm. And that's what we've got to get to the young people mm. who right. are trying to start something new, who are mm. trying to get into it. Do what they did and you will get that success and mm. you will get that growth. Mm. Not do what, the, what Instagram tells you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not hating Instagram on Instagram. Instagram is alive. I'm not hating on Instagram. No, yeah. but, but it's, uh, it's um, it, it, as I say, right? Anyone can start something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But who can continue it? Yeah. Yeah, Who so has the tenacity to? So you can decide to get a pet. Were, uh, yeah. But do you have it in you to you know, take care of a pet? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you can, you can sit, tell somebody that you love them and you want to get married to them. Mm -hmm. And then can you make the relationship work? Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually it is more exciting during courtship, you know, during cour the courting phase. The starting yeah. phase is exciting. Yeah. 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 But what we have to do is what make... What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what we have to do is Ten make... Ten years in... <laughs> Well, wow, ten no, years. No, yep. but I, but yep, I know what you mean. Like the first month of when you decide, okay, I'm going to start this careful. new business. <laughs> when you say I'm going to start this new business, it's super exciting because you're like trying to think of the name and the logo, yeah. and you're right. like, uh, so uh, you're romanticizing it. But like a year and a half and two years, and I still going to feel that passion yeah. to like continue. Mm. I think that's where a lot of people feel. Yeah, I, I don't know about the passion, but I think that people forget how hard the work like the work that you need to put in as well you know like. yeah. okay cool um so i like that you and your brother are very vocal about uh, your thoughts on ai blockchain blah 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 but also startups and entrepreneurship i saw you did something recently with kids correct can you tell us about that sure um uh, just before I tell you that, mm -hmm. like, why do we do that? Mm -hmm. um, I think there's like a couple of cycles that happen mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Or circles, sorry, not cycles, circles in life. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is gratitude. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you are, um, again, it's mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I am where I am not because of what I did, but because of what happened to me. Mm -hmm. Change your mindset. Mm -hmm. yeah? It's right. not me who did it, but it's what are, what's around me 
to be yeah. a little bit humble about not a little bit okay <laughs> be as humble as you possibly can okay right <laughs> as you're humble why does someone mentor somebody help mm. them mm. the moment you mentor somebody you almost feel like you've cleansed your heart you washed it yeah. you feel better mm. so there's uh, you know there's something for you as well yeah, yeah. you feel better the moment you feel better you want to do it more you do it more you help more people more people you help you feel even better mm. and yeah. it continues mm. so it's a brilliant cycle mm. right i mean uh, i mean this kind of this podcast does it for us i mm. mean like you know like we get messages the other day somebody sent me a linkedin message saying they just binged all our episodes and it's so inspirational and stuff like that It's like okay cool man like you know you're making a difference in somebody's yeah. life it's nice yeah. difference in somebody's life yeah. yeah right that's what it is so with kids mm. um we realize that i'm talking about startup dropping out of school mm. our story is that mm. my partner dropped out of three colleges mm. he hasn't even finished he's not even a graduate Mm. and he set this up and he mm. continued and so on and so forth that worked for him not necessarily for every kid so i'm not going to walk into a, mm. a college or a school and say drop out yeah. and do this um but it is those people that we need to target they're the future mm-hmm. and this happened to me after i became a parent mm-hmm. i was like we've got this responsibility mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and if you are blessed with something make use of that blessing and pass it on yeah so the kids what we did was um we it was with the dubai institute of design and innovation mm-hmm. which is in the same building that we're yeah, in, in dubai yeah, yeah. and dd uh, uh didi in d3 yeah. dubai design district um my daughter mm-hmm. uh, is homeschooled so we homeschool mm-hmm. um okay. our kids okay um okay. that's that, that's, that's a, a whole other conversation <laughs> okay um but as part of the homeschooling uh, group mm-hmm. uh, association they had participated in this as well which was a design thinking program okay, okay. and they had to come in and present Mm. to lots of live judges so you had like dubai mall you had the environmental protection agency of the uae you had landmark group and mm. they gave them l- real life problems okay. and they got these kids all the way from like 10 mm. to 18 to come and you know use a design thinking methodology mm-hmm. to, to come up with the problem uh, so they already identified the problem come up with a solution and then you know use that methodology to go ahead and and, and take it forward we do as part of zisha academy the mm. master classes mm-hmm. where we take people through what design thinking is prototyping mm. lean mm. prototyping that's what the think principles of fail quick fail cheap mm. fail fast like right? a lean startup philosophy exactly. yeah. kind of so we we as practitioners that's what we do with our businesses as well so we mm. teach people that so we thought let's get the kids in mm. so we got kids across the board to come in mm-hmm. and we showed them how do you use a structured approach mm-hmm. to go about solving a problem Okay. So that's one of the courses that we did across all of these kids. And the questions that you get are amazing. Wow. You know, we we have our question answer sessions more than the actual presentation or mm. the, the you know the learning sessions is because they ask such amazing questions. And with those questions you're like, wow, somebody's asking that question. For me it's it's mm. but obvious. Yeah. No. But the moment somebody asks and you articulate the answer, sometimes you can't even articulate the answer properly. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you do and then you realize that so many people just understood that. Okay. So that was the first which was design thinking. The second thing that we do is storytelling mm. as a course. Mm. So we bring people in and we say what is the science behind storytelling? Mm. How do you tell a story? Mm. And we use Pixar as a very good example mm. of yeah. how does Pixar tell such emotional heartfelt, you know, riveting stories which stay with you and you're glued through the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're so watching you're a talking car. No, forget okay? about and the actual full length movie. The Shorts. short films that they have before. Yeah. Uh, I remember back when we were still collecting DVDs I coll- I collected a DVD of the 30 short films yeah. of, of Pixar, Pixar or something because it's incredible because yeah. 
a lot of them are silent, you know, and yeah. it's just music and it's it's incredible. They're, they're they are able to very convey, good right? Yeah. Uh, and then we feel that without um, being able to convey your message, mm. you can't get anywhere in life. Sure. Yeah. You need to convey as a company to your customer, you need to convey as colleagues, as friends, as a family, mm-hmm. uh, to your employees, mm. to your bosses. Mm. You yeah. have to convey. Communication is the key, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we're trying to show them how to go ahead and communicate, how to mm-hmm. tell a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So essentially, it's called the art of storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, uh, So we uh, had uh, Philip Pahushi on the podcast. He's the founder of Magnet. Magnet, yeah. And um, like he runs a course as well on um, raising capital and mm-hmm. things like that. So he was saying one of the biggest uh, things that he sees in startups that do succeed is the ability to storytell. Like the founders who have that uh, capability uh, usually can rally uh, people exactly. to their cause, which in turn, you know, brings so many things. Uh, yeah. uh, building for your sure. team, uh, raising capital, so many other things. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Mm. Sales. Yeah. Sales. Yeah. Sales, yeah. But then identify if that's not your strong suit, mm. it's fine. Yeah. Find a storyteller. Find a storyteller or yeah. groom somebody or, you know, whatever it is. Learn it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fail. Yeah. Fail at this. Yeah. This is where you fail. Keep yeah. failing. Yeah. Google pitched three hundred times. Three hundred second time is when they got through their investment. Really? So uh, they were terrible at storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you look at the pitch deck, it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Three hundred times is not a joke. Okay. Wow. I so do not know that. That failing is good. Yeah. I mean, you're I going mean, on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's. I think that's the reason why Apple is very successful, right? Like, uh, I think. I think they that. Design, of course, was a big part of it, but also the way that they would sell things. I'm going to put a million songs, a million songs in your pocket, thousand songs, thousand songs, thousand thousand. <laughs> a little ambitious. <laughs> I don't think I can Are have a million, a million songs times? on my computer now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know what I was talking about. Yeah. So um, with the kids, it was uh, coming back to that cycle where you can see that you're making an impact. You can see their faces and their eyes going all over the place because their like, brains Brain are expanding. Literally. Gears are moving, yeah. And, and, and for us, that's an amazing feeling. Mm. So you feel great and you do more and you mm. do more and there's more people learning from you Yeah. and then you just want to do more of it and then more of it and then more and, of it. And there's something to it with karma also, right? You're giving back. It's going to come back in some way aside from the satisfaction true. that you feel true. as well. No doubt about that, it. That is absolutely true though. Yeah. No, no uh, doubt about it. Every time I put something out there, somehow or the other it comes back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm a firm believer of that as well. Yeah, yeah. cool. You do good, it comes. If not now, yeah. later. If not later, even later. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It will be there. Yeah. So uh, to wind things up, um, if you had any advice for new founders or people who are looking into this life of being an entrepreneur, uh, what would you suggest? Mm-hmm. Or right. What would you recommend? This is going to be a heavy answer, right? Sure. Yeah, so yeah, we're ready. Whoever's listening to Brace watching yourself. it, uh, <laughs> take it with a pinch of salt. Hate me if you have to on particular things. Um, but this is just one point of view, mm-hmm. which is my point of view. Sure. Um, this is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, you have to be self-aware. Okay, that if you've started, that this may not be for you. Mm-hmm. You may be a nine-to-five person, which is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Respect to those people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have a person who is not interested in the grind and the hustle, right? And wants to do something which is a corporate job. Fine, it's all good. So mm-hmm. step one, or the first thing is, it's not for everybody, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them less or more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the second thing would be. When you decide to start, do it for the right reasons, mm. not 
purpose and not passion yet. Mm-hmm. Do it for the right reasons. And the reasons should be, right, I want to make a difference in something. If, if it's not in someone's lives, in something. You want to solve a problem. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So make sure you know what you're doing mm. or why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it is operationalizing things. Mm-hmm. It's making sure they function. It's when I talk to anybody, how can I make an OS out of it, an operating yeah. system out of it? Mm. That's what drives me. That's what I like to like um, building systems around things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could yeah. be how I do my laundry mm. at home. Mm-hmm. I want to make an OS around it. Like mm. set up a company, I want to build an OS around it. Mm. Um, the next one, people mm. and relationships. Mm. Mm-hmm. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot do it on your own. I mm. cannot tell that enough to people. Everybody has their own strong points and weak points. Mm-hmm. It is successful when you find that marriage mm. right, of people, teams, or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and that can only happen with, number one, trust. Mm-hmm. Number two is communication. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And number three is ego. Mm. When you're looking for a partner, so that's my next point now. When you're looking for a partner, mm. right, mm-hmm. find a partner that doesn't have similar ego like you. Mm-hmm. All right, Because you need to balance it out. Yeah. Yeah. Be it in a marriage, be it in a partnership, mm. whatever kind of partnership. The ego. One person has more, one person has less. Mm-hmm. All right? Find a person that you trust with your life. Mm. You have to. If it means you have to wait another year to find that person, wait. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't start something unless you found somebody that you trust with your eyes closed. Mm. Okay. We're not talking about two years. We're talking about 30 years. Yeah. Yeah? Right. All right. Um, the next is don't go after money. Mm-hmm. And don't think money is the only thing that will help you start. Mm. I'll tell you this funny story. My partner all right, set up this company with a total of 12,500 dirhams. No way. That is the only money. And he says so with the exact change because there were mm-hmm. coins involved. Is that how he says it? <laughs> oh, my God. It was like 1,256 or something like that. Yeah, or 12,526, something like Does that. Does that buy you a trade license? That bought us our trade license. Okay. Well, maybe in back in the 90- I think it was a bit cheaper back then, yeah. Yeah, yeah but keep this in mind. The idea behind the story mm-hmm. is to tell you that we took that money and that's how we grew our revenue and grew and paid for everything else that has happened in the last 20 years. Mm. Right. We've been fiercely independent mm. with no partners and no investment and no debt till date. Mm-hmm. All right? And that's because of our approach to it. We're like, we will use this and we will grow. Mm. Don't grow beyond your means. Don't mm. extend, don't overreach. Mm. Yeah. Do it within your reach. It'll take longer. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Let it take longer. Mm. Move forward with it. Mm. And then it is think of the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think I'm getting in to exit. Mm. I don't come from yeah. a, let me fundraise. Let me get all the money in the world. Now I've got this money. I'll get people. And I'm mm. burning through cash. Mm. Yeah. Burning through cash to do what? To sustain a building, the rent, the pool table, mm. and the people's salaries, and so on and so forth. And then the Instagram and this and that mm-hmm. to make sure it looks perfect and pretty. Mm. But what about your product? Yeah. yeah. You know, what about your core? So don't go after that. Yeah. That's again, it's not a bad thing to go after money. Mm. Yeah. But the moment you go after money, the way you, you approach this game yeah. is different. Mm. Not wrong or not better or not worse. Mm. It's different. Mm. Sure. Yeah. You look at um, the Microsoft, the Apple, the Google. They grew because they got funded. Mm-hmm. But before they got funded, they'd already put in a lot of work and yeah. a lot of time. Mm. Sure. All right, they already had. Yeah. All right, let's take ex- Apple for example. Mm. All right, 
they grew and became what they became. I'm talking about the rebirth. Mm. Yeah. Not, not their start. After okay? the Mac, uh, Apple II. Yeah. 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 All right. No, I'm talking about in after the iPod. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Steve Jobs was a visionary leader. Mm. Who was the one who was running the show? Tim Cook. Mm. Mm-hmm. For every Steve Jobs, find yourself a Tim Cook. Yeah. Right. For every person who is a talker, a visionary. And a Steve Wozniak before. Uh, yeah, again, so yeah. you need a partnership. Yeah. You have to have a, a marriage made, mm-hmm. all right? Like in heaven, literally, for this to work. Mm. So for every Steve Jobs, find a Tim Cook. Tim mm. Cook was taking care of how things were working and making it profitable, mm. while Steve Jobs was giving direction and taking it forward. So as you're starting out, look at that right from the onset. Mm. Saying, yeah. okay, I want to start this. I can't do it on my own. Mm. Let me find the right people. Mm. Yeah. And then take it forward. Mm. Yeah, and, and as per your previous point as well, I'll always look at a business, even if it's a startup, as eventually being a profitable venture. Otherwise, I will not do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, it should be able to self-sustain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there are a lot of people who... I know there are those Amazons and those outliers that are Facebook and stuff that are not yeah. profitable for a long time and eventually... And Uber. <laughs> Uber and stuff who eventually exit big. But uh, for me personally, I'd, I'd rather not. Yeah. yeah, to me it hurts. Yeah. You see, Netflix is still losing money. Mm. Yeah, all right. Yeah. To see that Spotify, I don't know the future of Spotify yeah. is. They've yeah. just got into podcasts now yeah. to be able to survive somehow. They're not going to make money anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all of these people, Amazon. Twenty years later, they broke even, mm. right? Because they diversified. Mm. Yeah. But majority of these successes that we see today, people are trying to emulate and say, "My plan is exit. My plan is the Ferrari. Yeah. My plan is crash and burn." Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, let's continue growing with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, but there is there is some, um, I must say that funding is, there is some, there's a major value to it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. You know, like there are some businesses, like if you don't scale fast, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. it, then you will burn. Correct. Yeah, yeah then yeah. you will and burn. And if, if so that's the business? It's a double-edged sword, man. Oh, no, no. It's like if that's the business yeah. and that's what you need, go for it. Mm. Right. Go for it. I mean, the Western the world does this really well. They, mm. they make a corporation out of even the smallest things like Walmart. Mm. Yeah. One of the biggest brands in the world is mm. because of funding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because of, you know, fundraising. It's because of IPOs. It's because mm-hmm. of sh- whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There is a way. Um, but a lot of these companies are hollow mm-hmm. in yeah. how they actually are. In terms of they have crazy revenue and they have crazy operating costs. Yeah. The profit margins might be that low. Mm. Yeah. Airlines, for example, they make mm. 2%. Yeah. They mm. buy airplanes, for yeah. heaven's sake. Yeah. <laughs> they make 2%. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it? A, a rental car company will make more profit That's why the margin than an airline would. Mm. That's why most uh, airline companies fail. Like uh, they, they'll have uh, something that, uh, uh, you know, like Kingfisher Airlines, for example, in India. That's true. You know, like they, they, if they have one bad season or one, something wrong that yeah. happens, yeah. one plane mm. crash or something like that, it's over because That's they crazy. operate on such small margins. So oh, wow. fundraising is brilliant for those yeah. businesses that need it. But not every startup needs to fundraise. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't start with, and you do it yeah. at, a, at a point where, okay, I need to fundraise now to scale. And yeah. that's how I'll use this money. Should ask you know, yourself not a for question. the pool table. Exactly. Yeah. You should ask yourself a question. Do I need that much money now? Mm. Like yeah. even if you go fundraise, can I do with 100,000 US mm. versus 2 million? Mm. If the answer is yes, take the 100,000, not the 2 million. Well, human nature, what are we going to do? And it you less if you take 100,000 yeah. versus No, and, and I think people make their mistake as well. They'll say, I need 2 million. But when you ask them, why do you need 2 million? They'll be like, oh, because we need, a, you need it. 
Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, so if you want like fundraise, go ahead. Because they want a cushion for three years. That's yeah. why. Uh, that, that kind of business in terms of fundraising and going scale, going mm. global, mm. you need to have a very solid foundation. You need to have mm. a solid product. You need to have a solid idea. You need to have a solid team. You need to have a CEO and a partner and this and that. You need I to have all those basics covered first. And yeah. you need to then show you traction. Fundraise. And you need to show traction, yeah. like good traction in order to yeah. be able to fundraise. Yeah, otherwise you'll get diluted pretty fast. Okay, yeah. now let's just look at the other side. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have, which is most people, don't have the right partner yet, mm. don't have the right product yet, don't have the product fit with the, with the market, market and so yeah. on and so forth. You don't have, and that's majority of the people who are trying to start out. Sure. Yeah. You know, let's be, let's be real. That's majority of the people. They don't have it mm. figured out yet. Forget the product who your own team is. Mm -hmm. right. You get up and clean, take the trash out, they'll be like, no, I don't want to take the trash out, you take the trash out. Like, they haven't even figured that out yet. Why are you fundraising? Mm. If you've got that figured out, Mark Zuckerberg had it figured out, good on him to do this. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, those people who did, they already had something solid. Yeah. Mm. If you have something solid, go for it. Mm. I'm not averse to fundraising, we're fundraising. Mm. Okay. But for a certain thing. Mm. Right. For a certain business, for a certain type of business. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Not this business. Not every business. Not every, not every business. business. Not every person. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is at the end of the day. Nothing mm. is wrong. Do it in the way it works for that. But there are a few things that we can learn from each other. Mm. All right, perfect. On that note, I think uh, we'll wind up this podcast. Thank yeah. you so much for being on here, sharing all your advice. Uh, it was really interesting, your story yeah. of how you built Zshay. Uh, so this podcast is available on YouTube if you guys want to watch the video version of it. It's mm. also available on all the podcast platforms. So we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, you name it, Stitcher. we're on the Stitcher. Does anybody listen on Stitcher? <laughs> I think we have one, one listener on yeah. Stitcher. Like yeah. from the statistics, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, so if you can leave us a rating, that would be awesome. It really helps us spread the word. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a like and leave us a comment. We'll try to answer your uh, questions in the comments if possible. Yep. And uh, and we leave links to Zshay, to Wissam. Uh, you're happy for people to contact you on LinkTinkedIn, Instagram, everything. By all means. Okay, great. Awesome. Um.